invite you to turn your Bible, 1 Corinthians chapter 15, please. This morning, 1 Corinthians chapter number 15, thinking about uh, along the lines of revive us again. And uh, I would like to see one time in my lifetime, just an old-fashioned biblical revival. The movement of the Holy Spirit of God upon the hearts of God's people is a sovereign act of God, I think, birthed in the cradle of prayer, and I'd like to see it one time before I die. I really would. In fact, I'm not in any hurry to die, but uh, I'd like to see it. Take your Bible, if you would, please, and let me please invite your attention to two verses, 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and verse 51, please. The Bible said, Behold, I show uh, you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, not talking about Baptists, at church. But we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. Verse 57, But thanks be unto God, which give us us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. I have witnessed a lot of change in my short 50 years on the earth, give or take 25. I did not even know what asphalt or concrete was. I knew what rocks and dirt was because that's what was on the road when I was a kid. Seen a lot of change in these 75 years. From a spring house to a refrigerator we couldn't even get in our house had to enlarge the doors just to get the refrigerator in our house. I was a grown man before I knew that they were refrigerators because the first one we got had Frigidaire written on it. Until my mama died, she still called a refrigerator a Frigidaire. Witnessed a lot to change. From riding a steel wheel wagon to watching folks walk on the moon. We've witnessed a lot of change, have we not? Some for the good and some for the bad. But I would have you to believe today that there's some things that needs changing. And the way that God changes things is by changing people. Individually, a sovereign, omnipotent work of God from the inside out 
If it is from the outside in, it is manly, it is human, it is carnal, and it is temporary. I think some changes need to be made. I don't think God has changed much when he told us in the book of Genesis and God saw that they were wicked continually. And every thought of their imagination was evil. I wonder what difference there is in Noah's day when God saw and in our day when God sees. It's just we've changed our value system and bad is no longer bad. Good is no longer good. Black is no longer black. White is no longer white. It's all gray. It's relative. But I really believe with all my heart that there needs to be a change made. Behold, I show you a mystery, Paul said. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. Written to Christians. Written to folk who are believers in the Lord Jesus Christ. Necessitating a change that needs to take place. You look about us and, and you think about some things that has changed in our day. Socially, we have changed. I mean, it's a mess. We're living among a material-seeking, sin-crazy, sex-seeking, crazy, messed-up society. It's a mess, man. Uh, you, you say, well, preacher, I don't know what happened. Well, during the 60s, uh, we produced uh, a moral earthquake that shook society, and even today... We still feel the aftershock of what was taught in the 60s. A philosophy that was called relativism. No absolutes. No truth. No standard. No right. No wrong. And as a society as a whole, we're confused as what is right and what is wrong. I do not have to go to an educational institution of higher learning to learn that homosexuality is a sin. But we're confused because when I said that, some of you folk got tight-jawed. That thing in your lap is a Bible. That's God's rule book for society. That is what we are to lean on. That is what we're to depend on. That is our guide to truth. And yet, because everything is relative anymore, it will not be long until they pass in laws, including bestiality. Seems like folk love dogs more than do babies anyhow. Now, I'm going to get better. Just hang on. Just hang on. No creator, no absolute creator, so there's no one we have to relate to. No one we have to answer to. 
There's no absolute truth. Everything is relative. This is really not wood. It's something else. It's relative to what's going on. Uh, there's no absolute right or wrong. And society is confused. We pitch the Bible out and pitch a philosophy in that will not hold water. Now, you can tell whether you've adapted some of the philosophies or not. This morning as I preach, if you get angry. Because I'm not preaching anything other than what's in this book. And I don't know if you identify with it or not, but this is a Bible-believing church. And we know which one to believe in. We're not confused. We don't have to have ten versions to tell us what we got to do. One is enough. I'm having trouble with this one. I don't need ten more to try to answer to. Twenty-seven million-plus children will go to bed tonight without a father in the house. Without a male figure, without an example, without a God figure. Some things need to be changed. I don't know if you know it or not. I'd ask you a question today. Is our youth a lost generation or are they a product of a lost generation? They're what we produce. They're following our example. And I say to you today, when, when 250,000 plus high school girls attend school pregnant, and that's not unusual anymore, it's not a sight anymore, that's just a fact. Something needs to change. 100,000 plus students, according to my research, carry guns to school. Kids. 100,000 plus toting iron in our public schools. One million plus teens are alcoholics. Well, how did Johnny Football get to be an alcoholic? One beer at a time. Sociably. In high school and college. And now he has been an alcoholic for some time. Something needs to change. And I've got hope today that we shall all be changed. One out of eight babies born today is born out of wedlock. And it seems as though Baptist folk don't see anything wrong with that. Because everything is relative. It's been taught in our educational institutions. It's been proclaimed from the pulpits of liberal churches across the country. And it seems as no one thinks anything about it. Psalms says the wicked shall be turned into hell and the 
nations that forget God. I declare to you that America is quickly, rapidly forgetting God and the Word of God. We're more sympathetic to Muslims than we are to Christians in this country. We don't mind calling a Muslim a Muslim, but we don't dare call a Christian a Christian in this country. They'll call us Christians in Egypt, Iran, Syria, but not in Washington. It's getting quiet, isn't it? Be not deceived, the Bible said, God is not mocked for whatsoever a man soweth. It's about harvest time in America, looks as though. In a poll taken of 66 lifestyles in America, 66 lifestyles, Christians were no different than the unsaved. Are you different? I think we need a change socially. I think we need a change morally. America is shocked morally. Flaunting men kissing men and women kissing women. I'd have more confidence if they was kissing a dog. At least they love the dog. You say, I didn't come to hear this. As Gomer would say, surprise, surprise, surprise. We're shot in America. Bisexual, homosexual, personal sexual. We're shot. Something needs to change. Our wives and kids no longer can go out in public and feel safe because morally, socially, we need a change in our country. Now, how can God change us? He changes us one person at a time. Quit throwing this sermon across the page and across the pew to try to put it on somebody you know it needs it a lot worse than you do. Because I don't know anybody that needs it any worse than I do or worse than you do. And we just need to quit that shovel kind of Christianity and start swallowing uh, what we need. We're, we're in trouble politically. Have you noticed that? Has anybody ever noticed the Harvard hooligans? The Berkeley Bunch? The Clinton crowd? I'll not mention anybody else for fear that somebody will get upset. Who no longer serve our country but serve their own personal selfish politics. You don't know who to vote for anymore because they're all liars. The only way you can tell they're lying if her mouth is moving. Can you say amen? amen. So I, I would say to you today that uh, although it is a mess morally and socially and politically, and you know you think about it, I honestly believe that most folk love owls, whales, seals, trees, and the ozone more than they do babies. we got to kill the babies because we can't feed them, but we can buy corn and grain for owls, whales, 
alligators, mice, and men. Amen. Behold, I show you a mystery. It's not all lost. It ain't all down the tube. We shall all be changed. That should be great news for some of you women who married some of us. <laughs> Domestically, we need a change. Marriage is old-fashioned. Isn't it amazing? Bisexuals don't want to get married. They just want to move in. Homosexuals have moved in, and they want to get married. I'm kind of confused. Now, if you don't say amen, it means I'm probably camped in your front yard. So you just say amen if you've got to lie about it. Just say amen if you've got to lie about it. I would rather be a liar as to get caught in church, wouldn't you? Amen. So uh, I, I just say that uh, domestically, emotionally, uh, 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 environmentally, uh, you, you just think about it. Single parenting is on the rise. Someone has said that 70% of illegitimacy is certain segments of our society. Now, that's not, is, that's not politically profiling. Certain segments of our society. 70% of the babies that are born are illegitimate. Of course, in certain sections of society, it's spirituality. We have overcome this old-fashioned absolute of the Bible. The Bible is no longer our rule book for happiness, but now it's the soap operas. Judicially, we're doing fine. We protect the criminal and condemn the victim. We try to find every loophole in the world that we can let somebody off for doing something bad and let the poor victim of the crime uh, try to get over it the best they can. Educationally, we're doing great. Nothing needs to be changed educationally. After all, we teach safe sex instead of no sex. Well, they're going to have sex anyhow, so let's just pass out condoms. Don't teach them not to involve themselves in that. We're living in the, what is this, 21st century? After all, everything is relative anyhow. There's no absolutes. Why, God, don't mind. Massa, is education free if you lose your kid? Is it still possible to raise kids and see them married and let them legitimately walk in white down the aisle? 
Is it possible to raise kids that has never tasted booze, never tried alcohol, and never tried to smoke a joint, and knows nothing about drugs, and stays in the front seat of the automobile until they get married? Nah, you can't do that. You'd be a square down to school if you did that. Peer pressure would be tremendous if you did that. Educate them on prevention. Athletics has taken place of academics. Rebellion instead of respect. Monkeys has replaced God. After all, God didn't put all this together. A committee of monkeys met one day after they fell out of a tree and their tail broke off. Now, we know what took place. That's why everything's monkey business. Our educational institution, if you don't believe me, you ask these kids, teach condoms instead of constraint. Let it all hang out. Do your thing. You only go down this world one time. Now it's police instead of parents. Drug dogs down the hall of our schools have replaced the Bible in prayer. After all, we don't need any changing in America. Why would we need revival in America? You know, I can tell if you need revival, if you're mad at me right now. Religiously, Satan has sold us a bill of goods. And I want you to know, today in our churches we have new Bibles, new songs, new sermons, new buildings, new names, and new programs. And everything in this church today, whether you get religiously relieved or revived or not, all depends on entertainment. We don't go to church to worship God anymore or offer ourselves on the altar of sacrifice. No, we get mad if we don't get something out of it instead of put something in it. If we do not have an emotional stirring, If we don't have a climax, if you please, emotionally, it's not church. New Bibles. Well, we need a new Bible because we can't understand this one. My problem is I understand too much of this one that I can't live it. That's my problem. Not understanding this book is not my problem. Now, I have retention of a toad frog, I suppose, and uh, I, I, I have to read it a lot, and the more I read it, the worse I get. Now, we don't need no new Bible. Uh, God only made one, and one of them is inspired, and one of them is, is, is preserved, and there's only one of them. Don't come in here and say we need 
Dr. Fudunk and ain't never done it to tell us who don't want to do it how to do it. We don't need any new Bibles, but the devil sold us a bill of goods because if we're going to have a new religion, we've got to have a new Bible. Religiously would a mess new songs. Dr. House told me one day he calls them 7-Eleven songs. Seven words sung 11 times. I didn't say that. You mad? Get that guy right there. That guy's all there. You get mad at him. He did it. But have you ever seen the beat? They say the same words over and over and over. And I asked my wife, I wonder what the name of that song is. <laughs> seven words sung seven times by people who couldn't carry a tune in a grass sack. They can't even spell harmony, let alone try to sing any of it. And he just get up there. Uh, well, let's go on. New songs. Come on, say amen. It won't hurt you. Your friends are not here, so they won't get mad at you. <laughs> New sermons. I'm not ashamed, the Bible said, of the gospel of Christ, for the power of God unto salvation. And we preach self-help sermons. Grab yourself by the bootstraps and pull yourself up in Jesus' name and think positive, bless God. All of us are saying to be rich, healthy, wealthy, and stupid. By the way, we might need change. We witness a lot of change. But is our change for the gooder or the worser? Chains. New buildings. That looks like theaters. Take down the crosses. You hide the steeples. Make it look like an entertainment institution where they can, we have dramas and, and shows instead of old-fashioned Bible preaching. New buildings don't even look like a church. Bless God, if you have any ideas how to make this one look churchier, tell me. We'll borrow the money to make it look like it's a church house. A gathering place for God's born again children of God who love the Bible and love the Holy Spirit and praise and seek the face of God. We need a change. We're going in the wrong direction Bless your heart. New names. We got religion today with new names. Or no names. That's what non means, no. Now, if you notice something, that sign out there still has Baptist on it. And it'll have Baptist on it till I dig these toenails in the streets of gold. And if Andrew tries to change it, I will haunt you night and day, you red-headed liberal, you. Come on, say amen. Man, I'm not ashamed of being right. God help us if we got to change church to look like a theater. 
and songs to sound like a rap section and the Bible like the newspaper. God help us. We need a change. See, some of you folk even said, I wonder if anybody's going to get mad if I get happy. Our church today, it's not the church that I surrendered to preach in. New, 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 new programs. And as a result, listen to me, as a result, now we have a salvation without a Savior. We have sanctification without separation. We have the Bible without baptism, religion without relationship, worship without a walk, redemption without repentance, and a Christianity without Christ. And you know that's a God's truth. Most folks who profess to be Christian have no idea of the, of the redemptive work of Jesus Christ on the cross. They can't even spell adoption, justification, sanctification, and glorification. They know nothing about that. They just go to church. But it's this new church they want to go to. Man, I've got to quit this. And the root problem. Now, I want you to repeat it after me. The root problem is me. Can you do that? Can you say that? The root problem is me. And if it is ever going to change, it'll have to start. If it is ever going to change, if there's any hope for this crowd, because everything is not relative. There is black and white. There is right and wrong. There is righteousness and unrighteousness. There is holiness and ungodliness. There is a right and a wrong. There's a God and a devil, and we need to make a difference in it. And if it is ever going to change, and I believe it needs changing, it starts with individuals. The sooner we find out that we're not perfect, the better off we're going to be. For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Because there's none righteous, no, not one. For we all have turned to our own way. We've pitched God out the window and set ourselves on the throne. And now we are marching to our orders and not God's. And we are marching to the beat of our own drum and not the drum of the maker. Behold, I show you a mystery. I know this is talking about a body. 
We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. How does God change anything that is in such a mess? Number one, by the new birth. By the new birth. If any man be in Christ, he is a brand new creature. All things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Just look around you this morning at all the people God has miraculously changed from the inside Look at all the folks around you that God has miraculously and permanently changed through the avenue of the new birth. Jesus told Nicodemus, Marvel not, I say unto thee, you must be born again. Nicodemus said, how can I who am old? Be born in the second womb. Can I enter my mother's womb and be born again? Jesus said in John 3, Now, Nick, Marvel not I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Nick said, Man, you got me. I still don't understand. Verse 8. Now, Nick, the land wisteth where it will. And you cannot not tell where it cometh or where it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit of God. Now, this is an authentic, original, thought-out, biblical illustration. Got it? Now you understand all there is to know about the new birth. That's what he said in verse 8. I don't want to blow too hard. I almost passed out last time. You blow a trumpet. Come here and blow on this. Come here. Now suck. Don't suck. Blow. Because I don't want you to die of, of whooping cough. I blow on that. Now, son, when you breathe, you breathe from your diaphragm. Not up here, down here. When you're a child, you always breathe right. You breathe here. That's why a child can cry all day long and still have a good voice. But when we get a little older, we improve on God's technique. We start breathing from here. That's when we go to a ball game. We can't talk for three weeks. Breathe right. You know, you, all, you blow a trumpet. If you don't, I'm going to hit you right now. It's not long. You ready? Yes, sir. Sit down. You got enough to blow. The wind listeth where it will. You cannot not tell where it came from. 
You cannot not tell where it's going. But when the Spirit of God comes by, everybody can see what the wind did. It made you a new creature from the inside out. And God commenced a change in my life 49 years ago in a little old house in Farmer's Branch, Texas when I slid off my couch and there wept my way by faith into the graces of our Lord Jesus Christ. For by grace, he said, I was saved. Not of yourselves, not of works, it's the gift of God. And for some unknown reason, now listen to me, I lost my appetite for the fist fights at the bars and the barbecue joints. I lost my desire to go to Oklahoma. Enough said. I lost my desire to gamble, drink, and raise hell and cheat on my family. God started something that night. And he said, Gene, I'm going to make you brand new. From the inside out. And God initiated the change by saving a sorry old country boy like me. Boy, you need to say amen because he probably... Had to forgive you a lot more than he did me. I can tell by looking at you, you needed it, buddy. Uh, we got some guys around here I still won't trust in my chicken house, and they've been saved for 50 years. Thank God I'm saved. 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 Saved by the blood of the Lamb. Saved by the wonderful truth. Yes, I am. I'm saved. Thank God I'm saved. You say, preacher, I don't like you. Buddy, you ought to have seen me before I had a little bout with Jesus. Hmm? He initiated the change through the new birth. Now, I've got to hurry because some of you folks are already looking at your watch. He continues the change, now listen, through grace and the growth in grace. 2 Peter 3.18, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. Now, some Christians seem like they just get saved, and that's as far as they want to go. They got them a fire escape, a parachute spiritually that they can pull when uh, they start off the hospital and they remember the preacher's number. But some folks just does not seem like they want to change any farther than just destinies. And that is a shame. Because that's when it keeps getting gooder and gooder. 
when you keep getting closer and closer to Jesus. Huh? And you continue this change by growing in grace. You know, I read a verse. It says, when I was a child, I spake as a child. I understood as a child. I thought as a child. But when I become a man, I put away childish Babies need nourishment to grow. Now, don't miss this. I've got three marvelous... I'd like to meet that baby that Andrew said he and his wife had. Because the one I know does not have a halo. She has forked tail and horns. She is a continual food machine. You have no doubt that Caitlin has a desire for nourishment. Now Ben, he's on a McDonald kick. If it ain't chicken, give it to some other brat, he said. Growth necessitates nourishment. Would everybody agree with that? Well, how can I give you the bottle long distance? Or... Are you as spiritual as God wants you? Are you where God wants you? I've changed enough. That's our problem. The Bible said he has predestinated us to be conformed to the complete image of our Lord. Are you there yet? You say, I have no desire. You will one day. Standing at the judgment seat of Christ. But God changes things. We shall all be changed. Changed. By the new birth and by growth in grace. And growth always changes us. Then... You folk don't know who Ben is. If you want to find out, walk by the nursery. He's the one that's got a nursery worker under his arm and a chair over his shoulder. He said the other day, I got real underwear on. And I wanted to say, yeah, and they look like Brother John. They got little red hearts on them. Oh, I'm sorry, John. I wasn't talking about you. There's another John that I met a long time ago, John. <laughs> I have got real live underwear on. Nourishment 
produces growth. And growth always produces change. God wants to change this society. But he's got to start with you. Not with your neighbor. Now I think if anybody needs to be changed, it's Ginger. And I've been trying my best all these years. And it ain't working. But God said he'd do the change in and of us. Amen. And growth is aided by faithfulness. You're not faithful at the table. You're not going to grow. You're going to starve. You're going to get mad. You're going to get mean. And then you'll start stealing somebody's chicken just so you need. Kind of reminds you a lot of Baptists, you know, don't it? They don't come to the table. They don't get nourishment. The world controls their ideas, philosophies, and attitude. And then they get mad, they get mean, and then they get vindictive, and no growth. Growth is aided by Bible study and prayer. Man, I've I got to read my Bible every day. I've I got to pray every day. And every book I pick up on prayer, I've been doing it wrong. Yeah. I'm reading two books right now on prayer. I read one last week. And I'm just trying to find a book that tells me I'm doing it about halfway right. Because I've been doing it wrong all this time. And I just thought prayer was talking to God. But growth is aided in service. You don't exercise, guess what? You know what? Some of you folk have been saved for 100 years. Never done one thing in the local church. Never done one thing for the glory of God in the church. I've got to shut up. Thank you. <laughs> I'm glad that voice is great. You preach. I'd have quit right there. <laughs> Behold, I'll show you a mystery. We shall all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in a twinkling of light, the last trump of the trumpet shall sound. The dead in Christ shall rise first. And we shall all be changed. My change began when I got born again 40-some years ago. It has continued throughout these 40-some years as I've yielded myself to the Word of God and yielded myself in prayer and yielded myself to the Holy Spirit of God and yielded myself to pastors and senior pastors. But one of these days, that total change will be consummated when Jesus comes again. Yeah, just as sure as God created little green apples, one of these days you have to lay this old body down. Yeah, yeah. For the Lord himself shall descend from heaven, proving that he's a Baptist with a shout, with the voice of an archangel, and with the trump of God and the dead in Christ
shall rise first. For our conversation is in heaven from whence we look for our Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall change our vile bodies that it may be fashioned like his glorious body, according to the working whereby he is able to subdue all things to himself. Preacher, I don't like how you look. Stick around. Just stick around. Behold. What manner of love the Father has bestowed upon us that we should be called the sons of God. And it does not appear what we shall be, but we know that when he shall appear, we shall see him as he is and be made like him. And everyone that hath this hope in himself purifieth himself, even as he is pure. A little theology for you. We have been justified. Romans 5 and 1, therefore being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by which we have access into his faith. Now, I have been justified. Know anything about your Bible? I am being sanctified. And one blessed day, I will be glorified. If there's any saved Baptist in the house, you ought to say amen. amen. Wife, in closing, look at your husband. Turn away and look at me and under your breath say, there is hope. <laughs> I didn't say anything, John. What do you think about you, John? Thank God I am free, free, free from this old world of sin. Amen. Thank God I have been born again. The change started 49 years ago and has progressed now all of these many years being sanctified because one day I'll hear the shout and I'll see him coming and I'll be raised and get me a body just like his glorious body. Not a vile, corrupt body. Not a weak, mortal body. But one just like 